Welcome, everyone, to another episode of 40 Guard Live. Once again, I have one of my favorite persons in the world with me, Amar Lakani. Amar, my friend, how are you doing? Uh, one of your favorite persons, man. I, I feel honored. Uh, I, am, I am doing really well now. I'm doing even better now after that introduction. Uh, I am doing great, man, keeping busy. Uh, obviously, we're, uh, you know, well, you know, into 2024 now. You can't even call it New Year's. And wow, what, what a year for cyber already. It's, and I think it's going to be uh, quite a bit <laughs> of an interesting year. Definitely. It feels like technology will reach the point where it's hard to say, are we at, at, the, at, the, at which point of the curve we are. It feels uh, exponential already. And we're looking at all the advancement in technology. One thing which we have been talking for a long time, deep fakes, seems like it's getting very, very popular as well these days. Um, what is the current landscape from your point of view when you talk about deep fakes and um, what do you see out there? You know, deepfakes are, are are really interesting, right? I mean, most people kind of think of uh, the deepfakes a little bit like, uh, you know, how uh, the movies do the de-aging uh, technology. You know, when you see like, uh, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as a as a young man in his twenties uh, as a bodybuilder, you know, you can really change the way someone looks. Um, more than that, is you can actually like change uh, change the person completely. Uh, you can replace, uh, you know, uh, a president giving a speech uh, with yourself. You want to be giving a speech in front of a uh, hundreds and thousands of people, uh, you can do that. You can change your voices uh, if you want. I can I can sound like I could call someone and sound exactly like you. Um, you know, some of the technology is getting so good, it's very, very hard to tell the difference. It used to be, it took a lot of computing power, it took some GPU, it took a, a little bit of knowledge on how to do this correctly. Um, or if you were just using off-the-shelf software, you'd have a lot of buffering, it just wouldn't look right. Uh, but now, uh, you know, with, especially with some cloud-based tools or with uh, the software kind of just uh, being um, commercialized, I would say, and widely available, anyone can do deep fakes. But essentially what it is, is it's replacing a voice or a face or a performance, I would say almost, uh, with something else and something that's emulating that or replacing that. Yeah, definitely. Also, you, you also mentioned the requirements, um, the, the, the barrier of entry came down quite a bit. And also, when you think about deep fakes in the past, the majority of deep fakes, which we have seen, were targeting very popular people because they either needed to have a lot of footage from voice, like podcasts, or also video, like presidential speeches, uh, public speakers in general were heavily targeted. And gathering all of this information then was the first step and once you had the information you were feeding it to the systems and the systems the machine learning algorithms they learned how does a specific person talk what is the accent how fast someone talks what kind of breaks does he takes in between sentences how does he use his hands for communicating so a lot of things to learn from a specific person but these days i see a lot of individuals like you and myself we can just record ourselves in, in half an hour or even less. Sometimes it just needs three minutes and upload it to a specific online platform. And the algorithms become quite sophisticated and produce some very legitimate outputs. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have actually used deep fakes on myself. Um, I've used them for training purposes. I've actually like created training videos and I was like, man, I don't really want to narrate this whole thing. So I'll write down transcript and let the deep fake take over and it does sound pretty realistic now of course it's my voice it's how i would talk so i could 
tell that it's not me, but I, I don't know. Like, I think if you knew me really well, you could probably tell it's not me, but it sounds good. It sounds good enough. And, uh, and I, and I've done my training that way sometimes. And then I start thinking, why do I have to sound like me? There's a lot of better sounds than like, you know, than people that sound like me. And you can actually buy like voices. Uh, if I wanted to be uh, malicious, I could like take your voice. I could take, uh, you know, Morgan Freeman's voice, someone like that and have him do the training. Uh, and, uh, you know, you know, why not? Why not learn cybersecurity from Morgan Freeman or anyone you want? Um, traditionally, it's been easier to do uh, defake with voice um, just because there's a lot less moving parts, obviously, a lot less uh, GPUs required, a lot less processing power required. And I think that's why you see a lot of cloud platforms that um, offer that service, usually for a fee, usually for like how many minutes uh, you're, you're recording, something like that. But if you do have the enough computing power and it doesn't take as much as people think it does, uh, you know, if you... If you've done any type of crypto mining, you probably have the GPUs already to do that. But if you have that computing power, you can probably go ahead and do some pretty nice deep fake uh, videos as well on your own. Yeah. yeah, and there are some excellent use cases as well where it's beneficial to all of us. Like, for example, in, in training, if I want to do a proper training and use my own voice, but I'm not fluent in specific languages, I can use the same transcript and just tell it okay now in italian please now in polish please now in spanish please all languages which i'm not capable of and it keeps a specific consistency with the same voice as i have but just changes the the language which i think overall deep fakes like a lot of technologies we always talk about especially in cybersecurity, it's it's a double-edged sword it has it's a nice tool and it really depends on the motivation of the people who uses them we can use them for the good, like as I just mentioned, or as what you see these days very often as well, people abusing the technology with malicious intentions and causing a lot of harms. And when we think about that scenario, what do you see right now happening and where do you see the threat in the ne next 12 months going with defects technologies? Well, the, well, the scary part with deep, uh, deep fake technology is some of the things we've seen in Hollywood, right? Uh, and some of this uh, uh, stuff that isn't real right now is probably not too far off from being real. Um, you know, I, I saw like some TV show uh, the other day, and obviously this this was all all fake, but I, I think this is not too far from being real, where they basically said, you know, guy is testifying and they have him on standard, like, oh, look, there's a video of you like being drunk and, uh, and basically drinking a lot, and then you go drive a car. And he's like, I never did that. That's a deep fake, you know? And you, we could definitely see things like that. And is a jury gonna really understand that? If that was real life, would a jury we understand that uh, we've seen and uh, you know at least in the hacker forums uh, attackers talk about hey if you want to do phishing now follow your phishing attack and call the person with a deep fake voice so not not only send the person an email saying I'm your CEO but then call that person as the CEO with a voice and maybe the phishing attack uh, you know will be more successful right that way um, and that's with a voice of course, uh, a picture goes uh, a lot longer. Video is much more believable. So imagine if there was a deep fake and someone gets on a video conference saying, you know what, I'm your CEO. I sent you an email. Like, this is really me. Please go ahead and wire this money to this foreign bank account. It would be very, very believable. Um, now, like I've heard in forums, like some of these attacks are occurring, but um, but I, but I think on a really minor level, I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing attackers try and use this technology more and more. I 
really think we would probably start seeing the deep fake voice side of it more just because it's more attainable. Um, you, you know, to do the video, they would have to obviously get on your company's webinar video conference. That could be a little difficult and then get the right person to schedule that. But who knows? It could happen. It could happen with, you know, a video call like FaceTime or WhatsApp video call or something like that. I could definitely see attackers attempting to try that this year. Yeah, it's definitely the progression. So just the voice thing you mentioned, it's a perfect example because I'm, I'm here in Singapore. I live in Singapore and this specific case you just mentioned happened in the last couple of days here. And it was about uh, millions which were being uh, falsely transferred because as you just mentioned, you make up a case and then to emphasize your statement, you even send a voice message and you have the more components together, which builds a lot of trust, the more likely you will succeed. And I think like with many different technologies, we see a progression over time. So as you just said, we have voice and now video, it's just a matter of time until we incorporate that as well, because attackers, they always think ahead of the curve. And naturally, when we hear about these kind of attacks, the first thing we might think from a defensive point of view is, okay, why not we need video verifying? We call, instead of just calling someone by a phone, we take a, um, a video call and have confirmation. So attackers are probably anticipating that and planning for that as well. And it's always this cat and mouse game and technology will make this easier to do in, in the future, of course, the more technology evolves. And um, it's, it's definitely very scary to see. And, and not just for individuals, but also when we talk misinformation, the election time will come up in the US as well. So a lot of different threats out there. Yeah, so there's this uh, whole uh, thing that we call, uh, you know, misinformation campaigns. There's a there's a whole philosophy around that, and um, you know, I think uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, we've seen misinformation campaigns that have happened in many elections. Um, you know, uh, people uh, essentially the false news narrative that we've been hearing for a while. Well, now if you have false news that has proof on it, right? And we've seen like, you know, people at least in conferences and stuff have taken, you know, things of candidates and put words in their mouths that they haven't really said. You could definitely get people's uh, passion uh, kind of stimula uh, stimulated, um, you know, when you do that. Uh, I'm sure you can get a lot of people angry and I wouldn't doubt that we will see, you know, deep fakes, um, you know, and I think I think there are some already that people talked about it, but I think there'll be in a, a lot more, uh, you know, there'll be a lot more of them just all around as, you know, as the U.S. elections get closer and closer. It's a uh, it's a pretty competitive uh, environment. And so I don't expect but I don't expect anything less than a lot of deep fakes uh, coupled with fake news. Yeah. And, and also there needs to be a way to verify what was actually be said or not. So I think similar technologies as we use in cyber already with hashes and make sure the integrity is checked. Will It's just a matter of time until it's rolled out on a wider scope. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about like, how do you identify AI generated content, not only for deep fakes, but, you know, for AI images for other things as well. And, you know, there's talks about doing some sort of, you know, watermark, uh, there's been a lot of conversations from a lot of the big technology companies that are out there. But you're, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, um, deep fakes can uh, definitely be very harmful, they can, uh, uh, you know, uh, cause harassment issues, they can cause, uh, um, uh, abuse issues as well, right? So it's it can be put into very dangerous hands. And I think we do need some sort of verification. We need do need some sort of way of knowing like what I'm looking at, is it real or not? And, you know, we do have 
you know, technologies out there. We do have strategies out there that we've used in the past, such as hashing and verification and, uh, um, you know, a PGP, public key infrastructure to verify, you know, what, what is something real on the other end or not. I think uh, some of that technology, some of those strategies can be adapted to new technologies. And I think that's what we're seeing. Hopefully it's not up to the end user to verify that. I'm hoping that wherever you're watching that platform, whether it's a new site, whether it's a social media site, uh, that they're verifying it, that they've kind of opted in and said like, hey, we uh, there's three entities that are well accepted. And these three entities have said that this video is real. That's that's That would be my hope. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it seems a little bit similar, like uh, certificates and browsers, etc. Because if you leave everything for the end user, it, it's, it's not going to work out. Let's be honest. Exactly. So. I don't. I don't expect any end user to really check the certificate chain of anything, and I don't expect uh, you know uh, people to check whether their videos are deepfake or not. And especially as you can imagine, like uh, you know, if they get carried on, if it's something that's. Uh, very, uh, very um, explosive, I would say, in content, then they're going to get carried on in the discussions and wanting to share that. Um, it's human nature. So you want to make sure that the platform that's that's hosting that hopefully has uh, some way of letting the user know where they're getting their ver verification from. Amar, thanks so much for always sharing your insights. Always love to have you here. And yeah. We, uh, we have a lot of other interesting conversations coming up, but I think for now it's a, it's a good time to wrap up this specific topic. Maybe we come back in a year from now and see what's happened over these last 12 months, because as uh, always- I think I'm gonna come back, talk about deep fakes. I'm gonna sit on that really nice uh, you know patio of yours. Uh, like on, uh, you seem like you're on the 20th floor, like in, uh, in, in the clouds there. So uh, that's where we'll talk about deep fakes next, man. <laughs> so sounds good. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. This was another episode of 40 Guard Live. We hear you next time. Bye-bye.